Welcome to another episode of Broken Silence, Real Talk with your girl Christine. I want to start off with switching up things a little bit. Um, you know, I think it's important to start your task, your day, your grind, your hustle, whatever you want to call it, with gratitude. So each episode, I'm going to start off with what I'm grateful for, and I want my listeners to think about what they're grateful for. For me, I'm grateful for all the negativity that was ever brought into my life when I was younger, because it made me grind to the point where I'm grinding right now. And it makes me, it, it made me grind so hard, it made me grind into my passion. So that's what I'm grateful for. So I want you guys to take a second and just think about what you're grateful for and really think about it. Don't just say it. I want you to think about it and feel it for about a minute. Because the longer you spend on analyzing what you're grateful for, trust me, it's the greatest positive, it's the greatest positive feeling that you'll have within yourself so the longer you spend on it is the longer you're going to feel it it's like negativity when you feed negativity you feel it stronger the longer you talk about it and then you get passionate about it a lot of people get passionate when they're arguing you know get passionate when you're grinding don't just do it one day when you wake up and you're feeling really good when you don't feel good those are the days you grind harder with the positivity and i know that doesn't make sense to a lot of people but that's what you need to do um, today we're going to talk about self-reflection and criticism because a lot of people, they're so used to confidence. You know, Gary V says, yo, he said something that was real. Man said, yo, when you overvalue compliments, you become vulnerable to insults and judgments. And when somebody gives you a criticism, that's, that's not a diss. And I think because we're so used to hearing you're doing a good job, you're doing a good job, you're doing a good job. When we hear, oh, you could have done this a little bit better, they recognize what you're able to do. They're just trying to give you pinpoints on how to do it better or how to make it stronger. So a lot of us, we got we to gotta G-check ourselves, you know? Um, Nipsey Hustle, you know, I always say a quote from Nipsey Hustle: it's never going to fail. Sometimes you have to take two steps back to take 10 forward, you know? And it's not just Nip Chelsea that says that. Everybody says that, but you know, I love Nip Chelsea, so you know I'm going to say that. Um, for me, personally, hey, let me, you know what? Let me just give you a scenario for myself. I hired a personal assistant, and, you know, one of the first things I said to her was, yo, accountability is major for me because, you know, she's she loves what she does. And she asked me, you know, what can I do for you? Like, what can I have to do? One thing, these are my goals. This is what I'm trying to achieve. But this is what I need to get there. And I, so one of the main things I said to her was like, yo, push me, dog. I need you to push me. If I'm slipping, don't let me do it. You know, cost me if you need to do that. Um, For instance, like I told her, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to be releasing episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then if I'm going to do a bonus one, it will either be on my Facebook feed or my Instagram live. And she messaged me this morning. And she's like, hey, I went to go check this, listen to your podcast this morning. I didn't hear it. So she knows I didn't release it this morning. And I'm like, you know what? She caught me slipping. You know, and I'm not going to lie. I was watching Grey's Anatomy and Jersey Shore. I was just having me time, but which is good. But then sometimes you got to ask yourself, yo, what is important? these TV shows or your goal? 
And some of us are like, they're, they're so addicted to, we're so addicted to the things we love, like Grey's Anatomy, I love it, or chocolate or candy. But when it comes into putting work, we don't share that same love, that same compassion, that same fight. And I think we've got to change it up a bit. Um, being critical of yourself, self-reflection. Self-reflection is key. Because, man, I had to take 30 steps back before I even took one forward. All the way to jail, you know? Sat there and I was thinking to myself, like, yo, what am I going to, what am I going, what am I going to do for myself? Because I've always told myself, I'm going to make it in college and nobody believed me. Even my probation officer, my dad, my counselor, they're, they're like, whatever, man, you're just talking, talking foolishness. But no, I knew what I wanted to do. I just wasn't ready to do it. And I'm not going to lie, people start to, to give up on me. You know, and, and I think that hurt me the most is when people who I valued the most started to give up on me. And so I really had to check myself. Um, I know a lot of people think about the school system and jail. And they're the same thing. And we're going to get into that heavier in another episode. But for me, school is school. Jail is jail. But what changed my life was jail. And a lot of people see, oh, yeah, when you're in jail, you're stuck. There's still support systems in there. It was actually a correctional officer who helped change my life, you know, who helped me see something better. It was a correctional officer. It was my probation officer, it was my counselor, and my dad and my brother. If I didn't have my dad and my brother, I would not be the woman I am today without them. That is for, that's straight facts. So, as I said, we're going to go deeper into, you know, jail versus school. Because I think a lot of people, they don't know what it really is. Because school is in the public eye and positive and whatever. That's what the media shines on school. But when it comes to um, jail, you only talk about jail in a negative aspect. You know, jail helped my life in such a positive way that I still reach out to that jail every so often. I let them know what I'm doing and what I'm working on and the gains I've made throughout my life. So. I think that's a really important part for me to always check myself because sometimes when I'm feeling down, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, oh, it's just easier to go back to what I was doing. The street life was easy for me. There's so many connections in the street life. But what what's harder for me was to do the right thing. And now that I'm doing it and I find a passion in doing it, I'm not helping the youth that are struggling doing it. So for me, that was my greatest gain. And I'm still working on myself because I still slip up. I'm not perfect. Nobody is. But that's my that's my go-to. That's my comfort zone. And I had to step out of my comfort zone in order to grow. And in order to grow, I had to check myself. I had to do some serious self-reflection and ask myself, how come people keep telling me this one thing? If yo, more than one person tells you, you know, maybe you should stop yelling. Maybe you should stop swearing so much. If more than one person is telling you that, maybe you need to check yourself because maybe you're doing it a little, a little bit too much, you know? And as a mom, I can tell you that's where I have to check myself the most is as a mom. I'm a single mom of three kids. And I do it on my own, you know? And, you know, man, there's some days where my kids test me, boy. Test me. And I'm not going to lie, I've sworn at my kids, you know, and I had to 
realize it's not my kids. It's not my kids' fault why I'm swearing at them or yelling at them or whatever. So I had to, I pray about it all the time. Say, God help me to become a better mom. But in order for God to help me, I had to recognize that that weakness within myself. So sometimes in the morning when I'm rushing, I decided to get up late. I was the one who decided to press snooze and all that for like five times and get up late and now I'm rushing. So the pressure of me rushing, I'm already in a mind state where I'm like, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. And then when my kids are taking forever, I get mad. But it's not their fault. If I had woken up the time I'm supposed to wake up, my morning would have ran smoothly. See what I'm saying? So again, checking yourself. Accountability. Be accountable for yourself is my main point. Because if my kids can't come to me with the small stuff, like, you know, the small problems in their life, like, mom, I got in school, and that's one thing that I can say about my children. They've always told me when they got in trouble in school. And I I value that because if they're able to tell me that small stuff in life, they can come to me with the big stuff. You know? Being right for me, personally, is still my biggest and hardest criticism because I can't let shit go sometimes. Especially if I know I'm right and the other person doesn't see that I'm right or understand my point of view. And especially if they've done me wrong, that grinds my gears. And you have to get to a point to realize that you got to understand for yourself. You can't understand for others. And I'm still working on that, man. Still working on that. Especially when you're in a co-parenting relationship with the father or mother of your children. That's one of my biggest struggles right now, to be honest with you. I'm trying, but work in progress, you know? You know, my parents always used to say, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. So just, it's it's easier said than done. Um, to my listeners who are listening right now, what are your thoughts? What are you struggling with when it comes to self-reflection and self-criticism? I would love to know. Um, you guys know, Feel please feel free to text me, 437-488-4871. Or you can even DM me on Instagram. Instagram's Impact Over Intention. Um, let me know how you're feeling. If I don't get to it, During this episode, you already know, I will answer your questions on the next episode. (sighs) Interviews. Interviews is a really good part in self-reflection. When you go for a job interview or even doing mock interviews within your friendship or school-wise, when you do interviews and you don't get the job, a lot of employers reach out to you and be like, okay, you didn't get the job. Let me know if let me know if you want me to give you tips and pointers or whatever and how you could have made your interview better. And a lot of us don't make that call because we're scared. We don't want to hear the negative. We, we're only focusing on the positive. Not saying you're not a strong person or a strong advocate, but making that phone call to see what somebody else saw in you that you don't is very, it's very key. And I think it's essential to life. Hmm. This one. 
my mind's racing like a mile a minute when it comes to self-reflection. So bear with me and please forgive me, man. People who are always in drama. Listen, people who are always in drama have to stay far from me. Because I have three kids, got bills to pay, got to make sure they're straight, got to make sure I'm straight. I do not have time for people who are always in drama situations. And I think as a person, I used to always be in drama. I'm, I'm the first to admit that. You have to look at yourself and what you contribute to that. Like, are you that person who is recording fights and sending to people on um Instagram and Snapchat and trying to at six buzz TV and trying to make it go viral? Are you that person? Are you that person who pulls out your phone and says, yo, look what so-and-so sent me, man. And then you have next person taking a picture of this phone because you're like, you know what? True say, I don't want to be involved. I don't want to be. Yeah, you do. Because you're sharing that information, especially people who share private text messages with people. And then someone shares it with somebody else. I don't understand that. Those are people who love the drama. And then when the drama hits, when shit hits the fan, they're the first ones who are like, yo, there wasn't me. I, I have nothing to do with that. Like, yo, I'm sorry. Like, oh, I didn't mean to do this. Yes, you did. You know what you're doing. That's why you made sure that when that person took the picture or the text message from your phone, you were like, yo, don't say you got that from me, eh? That's There's a reason for that. Because you already know what you're doing is wrong. You got to be careful about people who love the drama. Love it. Told you. Mind's racing a mile a minute. There's so much stuff when it comes to self-reflection that people aren't ready to do. I'm sorry, women. I'm coming for you right now. Myself included. Because in terms of drama, drama, you know, people who follow drama, that's drama that it attracts to them. And that also plays into men and women. You know, if you're in a relationship, the man relationship with the woman vice versa a lot of us women and i'm guilty of it too we love certain type of men like i i'm not gonna lie i like a dude who's tall a little bit of hood in him good looking he has you know he has style those are the dudes who are out there cheating on me, causing me the most heartache. And I promote myself as liking those dudes. Why? Because of the things that I post on social media or how I carry myself, the captions I write. All of that ties into the things that you're interested in. You got to watch what people post because a lot of shit that people post is who they are. Watch those, those side comments that they make. That is who they are. And a lot of people don't look at that stuff. When we go looking for a dude who has flashy cars and jewelry and all of that stuff, and you see him with a whole bunch of kids, but you that girl in his DM. And then when he breaks your heart, you the first one to tell tell everyone he's dog shit. He's this, he's a player, he's cheating. But look what you did. You seen the red flags and you still went for it, man. It's like going to jump in a pool and you know you can't swim. 
what do you think was going to happen? You thought things were going to be different with you? Why? I have no idea. But whatever. You got to watch what you attract. Watch what you're looking for. Watch who you're looking for. And a lot of those people don't realize that when we're looking for validation from somebody like that, it's because we are lacking something within ourselves. And a lot of us can't admit that. That's the sad part. Me, I'll tell you, I used to be a woman with low self-esteem, but with high qualities and high morals and high values and high principles. And I'm still struggling with that because I'm still finding myself. And I can admit that. And I value that. And because I know what I'm doing and I know where I'm trying to go, I move with my self-criticism. I move with my self-reflection. I can identify where I'm going wrong in every aspect of my life, whether it's relationships, whether it's my job, whether it's my friend group, or whether it's my career. I can identify those because I'm able to accept self-criticism, criticism from others, and self-reflection. I always tell people, and I know people always, I know there's all people who tell their friends this every day. If you don't have people who can keep it real with you, you need to change your circle. Change who you hang with. You're not supposed to have everybody agreeing with you. Because if everybody's agreeing with you, that means you're stagnant. Let that sink in for a second. If everybody in your circle is agreeing with you, that means you are stagnant. You hear what I'm saying? Hope you guys felt that statement because the people who I have around me, they're all on different levels. You know? And I always try to converse and have knowledgeable conversations with the people who are above me in terms of where they want to be in life. And it's not because of jealousy or anything. It's because I want to learn. And if I'm not willing to learn, I can't, I'm not willing to grow. You're not willing to grow if you can't learn. Have you guys ever thought about your work ethic? I know being late is some of people's biggest downfalls is being late. One thing I am is never late. When the interview starts at 10 o'clock, best believe I'm there at 9.30. It shows your work ethic. It shows that you actually want something. I don't know if that makes sense what I'm saying. But you can't say you want something. And then when it comes time to somebody saying, yo, hear what? Step up to the plate. Show me what you can do. And then when they ask you that, you let your fear take over. And you're like, oh, no, nope. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to continue doing what I'm, what I'm doing over here. I'm not ready yet. And that's okay if you're not ready. But focus on you not being ready and focus on what you need to do in order to grow, in order to make that step. Because a lot of us, again, we jumping in pools that, and we can't swim. Some of us go into the deep and not even the shallow end. 
They don't even try to play it safe. They don't even say, you know what, I can still walk in the shallow end. Nah, some people are just jumping into deep end and drowning. And then blaming the others who are in the shallow end walking because they already know the steps that they got to take. They've already analyzed what they got to do to get to the deep end. If you start from one end, you know how to go to the next. You know how to go higher. Sometimes when you start from the higher, all you have left is to go down. So when you make those steps, you learn along the way. Like, you know, I'm going to go right back to Nipsey Hustle. It's not running a race. A race has an ending point. Running a marathon. His marathon is still continuing. He's not even here anymore and it's still continuing. I hope what I'm saying is resonating with you guys because I was very ignorant. Had the worst, worst amount of I had a lack of self-love, you know, lack of self-love. And I looked at the wrong people for it. And everybody in my circle at a point was on the same level as me and agreeing with everything I'm saying or I'm agreeing with everything they're saying. So I was stagnant for a very long time. And I always tell people, you got to look down before you fall. And that is so contrary to what people usually say. People say, yo, always lift your head up. Look straight. I always tell people, look down before you fall. Because when I look down and I'm walking, I see what's around me. I see the rocks I could stumble on, the people's foot I could trip over, the people who are not, the people who don't, are not rooting for me. Maybe I'll see a leg that's out to trip me. So I'm still looking straight. But best believe I look down. Because I'm not looking down for anything negative. I'm looking down so I can surround myself with the greatest amount of positivity in my life ever. If I see all obstacles in my way, I know how to face them. I know how to get strategies. I know how to talk to people who are above me in that level of expertise. So I know how to go around them. So I always look down. And me looking down is not a negative aspect, in my opinion. Me looking down is for all positivity. Because I know what's about to I know what I'm what about to face, what's about to come my way. So I think that's really important for people. You always see these memes out there like, you know, don't look back because you knew that, because you know that's where you've gone already. I always look back. I always look back at my past. But because I'm now mentally healthy, and I think that's very important for a lot of people, I look back as a reminder as my, of my journey and where I've come from. I want you guys to think about that for a little bit. Where you came from is the reason why you are where you are today. So I always look back at my past. But when I look back, I don't stay there. I don't even want to visit there. I just look at it like it's a movie. It's something I had to grow through. 
to get to where I am. My past and my present, that journey that I made from the shallow end to the deep end, along those ways, I met different paths. I met the path of hope. I met the path of connection. I met the path of well-being along with balance. But the most important path that I came across on was choices. Because the path of choices created my self-worth and my value and what I wanted for myself. So the path of choices is what led me to the success, to the self-worth, to the self-reflection. Being able to take criticism. I'm going to say that again for you guys, just so you guys can understand. Hope, connection, choices, well-being, and balance. What paths are you going to take? You can take all of them. But first, be ready to analyze what paths that you need to fix along the way. Get knowledge from other people. Read books. Do research. Network. Like I was able to have a conversation with a millionaire about two days ago. And the knowledge that she shared with me and what her expertise was applied to the knowledge that I need to elevate to the next level with my business. A lot of people get jealous and nervous and intimidated when people who are higher them higher than them in their expertise when in reality you should be grasping and being grateful for the knowledge that they're sharing because they don't got to share it they're already there you just got to put in that work Right now, what I'm focusing on is myself, my children, and I'm not going to lie to you, before I focus on my children, best believe I'm focusing on myself. Everybody says, you know, my kids come first, my kids come first. My kids do not come first. I come first. Because if I am not doing self-reflection and doing self-criticism along with understanding criticism from others there's no way I could become a better mother because I have a lot to improve as a mom being a mom is hard being a dad is hard you know but my mental health my well-being my self-love my self-care all of that I need to make sure is solid, strong, 
has more than one avenue of love and trust for myself in order for me to share that with my children. So I come first, not my kids. And I say that very confidently and very strongly. My kids come after me. And they hold probably the greatest, great, I hold them in such high esteem because they're 50% of me, you know? And I've got to make sure that that path, that journey that they're going to embark on themselves is a strong one of self-reflection. And self-reflection starts from small. When our kids are doing something wrong, what do we do? We stop them. We talk to them. We tell them what they did wrong. And why do we do that? It's because they're small. We've already been there and done that when we were small. So now we're able to pass that on to them. Like teenagers, we're like, we've already been that. We've already done that. All that stuff, you know? So I just want you guys to understand self-reflection is the greatest thing ever, you know? So I'm just going to, you know, let you guys think about this for a little bit. Self-reflection, being critical of yourself. Sometimes you got to take two steps back to take 10 steps forward. Again, it's Christine Lewis, Broken Silence, Real Talk. If you have any feedback, you want to have any questions, comments, anything, text me, 437-488-3871 or my Instagram, Impact Over.